Hey, Kate. Yeah? Do we give legal advice on this podcast? Oh, gosh, no. Hostile work environment. Exactly. Hey, an appropriate workplace topic. Hostile work environment. I'm the human resources director. Little Miss Hostile Work Environment. Hello, and welcome to the Hostile Work Environment podcast. My name is Mark Allison. Oh my God, Kate's not laughing. She's trying. She's holding it back. <laughs> I am trying. <laughs> I saw that. I, saw, I was like, I was like, hmm, 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 hmm. My name is Mark Alifans. I'm here as I'm always Kate with Kate Bischoff. <laughs> uh, yes. Continuing on a theme of not being able to get through our introduction. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh. Hold on. Sorry. I so sorry. So sorry. Like I had double clicked and it wasn't popping up their invite. And so all of a sudden six Zencaster tabs opened up. So sorry. Oh, well, you know, that's all right. Um, these things happen. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Sorry, You're everyone. Cause you know, I'm not going to edit that out. Cause, I, <laughs> cause uh, lazy pod. Well, yeah. it's not really a lazy pot. It's just we're both really busy and, and we yes. do all of this ourselves. So, <laughs> well, in the you know the state of the world, it really sucks. I mean, I think we can say that it adequately sucks, right? We've got still a pandemic because we have over a thousand people a day dying in the U.S. Then we've got war in Europe, so heartbreaking. Then we've got a huge attacks on the LGBTQ plus community in states like Texas, Florida, Idaho, and others, including Iowa. And then we've got the regular stuff of life that sometimes just sucks, right? Yeah, it's a pretty heavy time for yeah. sure. So, and so I think we both took the approach today. We're going to have a pretty lighthearted episode. <laughs> yes. I Not to diminish the like individual experiences here, but no, it's no. some pretty funny stuff. <laughs> no, we've got funny stuff today. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to take it. We're going to take it light. Uh, and I think, I think we need that. Uh, we hadn't talked about this before, before, as we never do about what we're planning to do. We, we had come to the table with one shared story today that we both, we both mm-hmm. saw. Uh, so we're going to do that. Uh, and you know, but I'm glad we both kind of came with that approach today. Cause I'm like, I just can't do anything too heavy. We have a couple things we do want to talk about in the coming months yes. that are definitely heavier and definitely employment related. And we're just not going to do that today. Right. But here's what we are going to start with today. Okay. Kate, do you know what this week is? Uh, it was my birthday week. It's your birthday week. It's my kid's birthday week. Yes. But more, more specific to this podcast. I don't know. It's our two-year anniversary, Oh, Kate. yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yes, it is our anniversary. Uh-huh. We As have been doing this together <laughs> for yes. two years. Basically... <laughs> The rebooted hostile work environment podcast tracks COVID, like COVID started, <laughs> exactly. or at least not started because, but like, you know, it's what we started the week everything shut down. Yes. And I remember yes. our early episodes where we were talking about like, keep your hand sanitizer and like, <laughs> like that's what we were talking about. Uh, and here we are two years later. Uh, in some ways coming out of it, in some ways not with a thousand people right. dying a day, but we're in a very different place today than we were a couple of years ago and different place from where we've been in between. And so, Kate, 
I have prepared for you a hostile work environment two-year anniversary quiz. Oh, no. I'm going to fail. Okay. Yep. You'll probably fail, but it's fun anyway. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm going to start off with an easy question that Mm -hmm. you're still going to get wrong. Yes. How many episodes have we done together? I would say about 47. You're close. You're close. Okay. Uh, It's 51. So while I think this episode will be listed as 43, we didn't number the special episodes and we did a bunch Uh, of those early on and our Ted Lasso episodes didn't get numbered. So we have 51. This will be 52. Oh, Uh, look at us almost spot on every other week. Almost over the course of time because sometimes we've done more, sometimes we've done less, Uh, but we're doing great. How many downloads of the podcast? And I'll qualify this by saying, this includes downloads of episodes, so, it's, but, so these are ep- downloads that started, are, you know, m- basically March 10th of 2020 of the podcast. How many total downloads have we had? And the only qualifier is that will include that they could download episodes from before you joined the podcast from the uh, Mark and Dennis okay. time. Okay, so I'm going to say about 65,000. All right, you guessed 65,000. Uh, if I told you to choose the over or the under on that, would you take the over or the under? I think I'd be, I think I'm pretty close. So I would probably go the under. No, it's over. It's it's quite a lot over that. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So, so sometime today or tomorrow we will hit 85,000 downloads. Yay, thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Like, I have a big thank yous at the end of this segment uh, for everybody. (laughs) But, uh, you know, part of what I was going to say, and I'll I'll say that now, is, you know, we we do this for fun. We make no money doing it. It takes time out of our our week every other week. We have no advertising, no production, (laughs) no production values. If you listen, you know that. And yet somehow we're still managing to get quite quite a lot of downloads uh, yeah. for a rebooted, you know, COVID podcast effectively. And we appreciate that. We really do. Yes. Can you guess what was our most listened to episode? Which episode has the most downloads? And, oh. and part of that, I will give you a big hint is, uh, and this is natural, but, you know, the longer back the episode is, the more downloads it tends to have. <laughs> Because it just takes okay. a while for people to catch up and listen to stuff. Right. Um, I have no idea which one would be the most popular. It's a pretty prominent one. It's like, because most of them I'm like, well, I wouldn't remember that. But this is one you'll remember. <laughs> uh, is it a Ted Lasso episode? No, those are pretty no? recent. Like, we're going back okay. to the beginning here. We had one really big special episode that we did early on. I have a team Halfwit rides again, where we had oh, all of yes, our team yes, yes. Halfwit friends. Yes, uh, yes, yes. That has uh, one thousand six hundred sixty-one downloads. That episode. Wow. Um, yes, with Suzanne, Dan, John, Tracy, the whole group. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Jeff. Jeff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, our our team Halfwit episode uh, has the most downloads, followed closely by episode three, National Horny Day. <laughs> Yes. With 1,653 okay. downloads. All right. Now, you know mm-hmm. that we're not going to get out of this because I'm your co-host without the geography <laughs> part of this. Okay. Kate, 
what do you think are the top five states with the most downloads? Oh, top five states. Um, I would probably say Oregon, California, Minnesota, Wisconsin, maybe, and Texas, only because Texas is huge. You did amazing. You got four out of five. <laughs> so that, okay. I'm really impressed. So California <laughs> is the top. Okay. Oregon is number two. Uh, Texas is number three. Okay. Minnesota is number four. And Wisconsin's not on that list. Oh, uh, okay. What's the fifth one? The fifth one is also uh, Midwest. Midwest kind of represents here Illinois. Oh, so we okay. got, I think, a lot yep. of Chicago area listeners. Uh, I'm a awesome. little disappointed by the East Coast, um, <laughs> New York, New You're Jersey. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at you. And I'm also disappointed that we don't have more from Florida because you guys really need it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. It would help. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I, I joked. I joked earlier this week that you know you all make fun of my lifelong grudge against Disney, but look at the shit they're pulling out, and mm. see, it seems to make sense. That's right. So, how many countries do we have downloads from oh. since since you started with me? Since I started, yep. um, so there's approximately 210 countries total. So I would say. Maybe 75. You want to take the over or the under on that one? Oh, schmuck. Uh, the under. You, you keep nope. taking the under. It's the over. It's actually quite a <laughs> bit more than that. Woo-hoo. We have 91 separate country downloads, uh, including Yay! these are some of the ones with the least number at the bottom of the list in terms of the number of downloads. Uh-huh. Mali, Nepal, <laughs> Nepal Oman. Okay. Oman, the Solomon Islands. Oh, yes. Uh huh. China. Okay. Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Cutter. Very cool. And a lot more. All right. So we're coming closer to the end of the geography quiz. I've got two more segments (laughs) of it, though. After the United States, what Mm -hmm. are the top five countries with downloads that we've got? Uh, Canada. The UK, uh, Germany, uh, maybe France? No. Maybe they know how I feel about them. Um, But they may also know how I feel about them, and I feel very different. (laughs) Yes, yes. We do kind of even each other out. They always yell at me. Um, Mexico? I'll, you got four out of the five. That's pretty good. I'm really impressed. So uh, Canada, followed mm-hmm. by the one you missed, Australia. Oh, oh okay. Okay. So Australia. Yeah. So Canada would be number two because U.S. is number one by a wide margin. Yes. Uh, yeah. Then Canada, Australia, the U.K., Germany, and France. Oh, okay. Yay. All Howdy, right. Now- <laughs> good day. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. Last part. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you four four parts to this. I'm gonna list two countries, <laughs> and I want you to tell me which one we have more downloads from. Okay. Okay. So first, Iran or Japan? Iran. Iran. Yes. Brazil or the United Ooh. Arab Emirates? 
UAE. UAE, you got it. Sweden or mm. Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Botswana or Italy? <laughs> uh, that one, probably Botswana. Yeah, you got them all. I, and in each one, it's the one I would have, I would have guessed the other one. Um, so the Middle East has a huge amount of English speakers and a huge amount of companies that do traditional HR work. Um, so that's why you're going to get UAE, you're going to get Saudi Arabia in that list. Um, and I have ties to Zambia, which is Botswana's neighbor. And so yep. I would hope so, some of my friends in that neck of the woods would listen. So, yeah. Okay. We had good reasons uh, to guess those and that was <laughs> all right. So uh, a lot a lot of them, like like Italy, I would have expected to be up there near France and Germany maybe uh, mm-hmm. for no particular reason. Uh, and they were quite a bit farther <laughs> down the list. Uh, and a lot of countries I wouldn't have expected were, were, were well above that. So uh, yes. anyway, that's our... Two-year anniversary you. stats quiz. Again, yes. thank you, everyone, for listening. That's that's a yes. lot of numbers. Um, uh, I can't say that we have a lot of downloads from those countries, but enough that you know you're you're in fractions of a percent of our total downloads that are big enough yes. that you don't need like exponentials at the end of them. <laughs> so um, uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate all of our listeners, domestic and international. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yes. appreciate all of you. Please continue to interact with us, play with us, send us stories, <laughs> send us stories, people. Stories, uh, send us stories, please. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to the next couple of years and uh, what, what else we can do with this. So, yes. Awesome. Okay. So, I have a very special story for you, Mark. Okay. In part because it comes from my oldest son. I mean, I only have two sons. So, but. Quentin, this comes directly from him. He found a story about it. It was like, you need to talk about it, this on the podcast. And then he told me about the story. And I'm like, yep, I absolutely need to talk about this on the podcast. And it's a few years old. So you probably have never heard about it. Okay. Okay. Hit me. So I'm going to read you the story. So this comes from Woodside, California. And here we go. Two former caretakers who refused to bear their breasts to a 300-pound sign language-speaking gorilla named Coco have settled a lawsuit against the Gorilla Foundation. Sure. I mean, that's pretty (laughs) typical. I mean, that's very California. (laughs) I love this story so much. Okay. So Nancy Alprin and Kendra Keller claimed they were fired after they refused to expose their bosoms to the primate and after reporting sanitary problems at Coco's home in Woodside, an upscale town south of San Francisco. The pair claimed that they were threatened that if they did not indulge Coco's nipple fetish, their employment with the Gorilla Foundation would suffer, the lawsuit alleged. Wait, the gorilla has a nipple fetish? (laughs) Like, like, I don't want to just gloss over that. Uh-huh. It, oh, it gets better. Uh, I, I'm just, all right, let's let that, I'm just going to let that sink in for a minute. The gorilla has a nipple uh-huh. fetish. Okay. okay. Yep. Right. Alpert and Keller claimed that Francine, quote unquote, Penny Patterson, the gorilla's long-term caretaker and the president of the Gorilla Foundation pressured them to expose their breasts as a way to bond with the 33-year-old female simian. 
On one occasion, the lawsuit said, Patterson said, Coco, you see my nipples all the time. You probably bored with my nipples. You need to see new nipples. Plaintiffs, both in their mid-40s, never undressed, said their attorney. The foundation has denied the allegation. Lawyers for both sides refused to disclose the terms of the settlement. But here's the kicker. A second similar lawsuit filed by another employee remains pending. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, if if that's going to be a job requirement, I'd certainly put it in the job description. <laughs> and, oh, and the job announcement. And the job uh, announcement. Be, and Yes, you will be and, asked. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the bona fide... Uh, occupational qualifications. I was just going to go there. That's where I was going to go with BFOQ. <laughs> uh, you can only hire female employees for this job. It's a BFOQ because there has to be a, a nipple. So, so sorry, Mark. Like but a breast I, I hate exposure. to burst your bubble. She's Coco likes nipples. She doesn't necessarily like breasts. So oh, I don't know oh, well, why. Okay. Uh, fair. Fair. Okay. So. <laughs> Then, you know, we're probably not in any sort of legal BFOQ land uh, just because if everybody has them, it's just, you know, no never nudes apply, please. <laughs> right, right. And if you maybe you have a third, that's a preferred qualification, not just a requirement. <laughs> Sorry, Mark just spit his coffee everywhere. <laughs> or his tea everywhere, I should say. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Chandler Bings of the world, you know, bonus points. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, that's amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's and so California, uh, and uh, wow. Oh well, I I hope I hope we get an update on how the other the other pending. <laughs> suit goes yes, i um, i don't know if we are this is, comes from 2005 i believe oh um, it's, yeah, that's December a long time 2005, ago 2005 okay. so oh, but so more yeah. than just a couple of years ago yeah okay yeah, yeah wow that's an amazing story <laughs> i love that that just fits a theme for today because this is really what we're gonna like i don't know what your other story is but my two are, oh. are pretty much right on that kind of level <laughs> mm-hmm. all right um i have a story This is from a Washington Post article in mid-February by Jacqueline Pizer. And I've taken liberties here and rewrote it for maximum HWE effect. (laughs) Okay. Robin Folsom worked as the Director of External Affairs for the Georgia Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation Agency. In that role, she oversaw marketing and media communications. On July 25th, 2020, Ms. Folsom had a baby and took pregnancy leave. Oh, I know this story. You know this story. Okay. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Keep going. I love this story. This is fantastic. Mm -hmm. She came back to work, but quickly Mm -hmm. got pregnant again. She reported Uh her pregnancy to Human Resources in October 2020. Don't give it away yet. I won't. And planned to take additional leave in the spring after the birth. Mm-hmm. In March 2021, two months before her due date, one of Robin's coworkers noticed that something was off about her baby bump. <laughs> the lower yep. part of her stomach appeared to be detached <laughs> from her body. 
But the coworker didn't say anything. Uh huh. Miss Folsom gave birth on May 1st and took off some mm-hmm. time from work. And on May 5th, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed a bill granting state employees three weeks of paid parental leave. Ah. On May 6th, a man named Brand Otmembebwe emailed the agency. <laughs> he purported to be the baby's father and informed the agency that her doctor, quote, mandated several weeks of rest from the delivery. <laughs> the agency ended up giving her seven weeks of paid leave. Oh, so well, well, her. more than what the governor's uh, new law said. Um, on her return, Robin shared photos of the new baby, as many people do. <laughs> right, we'll come back to work. <laughs> as some of her coworkers may have noticed, that the pictures appeared to be inconsistent and depicted children with varying skin tones. Oh, okay. Three months after giving birth for the second <laughs> time, Robin, who's clearly a quick worker on this front, uh, in- <laughs> informed <Sorry>. the agency <laughs> that she was pregnant with her third child. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And while this is, of course, quite possible, the agency started getting curious. The inspector general's office contacted the state office of vital records to look up birth certificates and quote, a review of the medical and insurance records found nothing indicating that Folsom had ever delivered a child. (laughs) Investigators then decided to interview Ms. Folsom in October of 2021 who maintained the lie about the babies. Oh, good for her. She also mm-hmm. lied about Mr. Oatmanbebwe, who is not even a real person. <laughs> okay. But caught in her lies, Ms. Of Folsom course. resigned from her position shortly thereafter. That's not the end of the story, however. No. The uh-uh, agency... Be- yeah, the agency mm-hmm. pursued its investigation where the one co-worker revealed the bit about the baby bump uh, and told investigators uh, that she believed Folsom was wearing a fake pregnant stomach. And <laughs> investigators then discovered the mismatched photos. On February 10th, so just last month, a Fulton County mm-hmm. grand jury indicted Miss Folsom on three felony counts of making false statements and one felony count of identity fraud. Yep. Fraud by state employees will not be tolerated, State Attorney General Chris Mm -hmm. Carr said. By working with Georgia's independent inspector general, we were able to discover, investigate, and put an end to this alleged deception. We will always stand up to protect (laughs) taxpayer dollars, and we look forward to presenting our case in court. Ms. Uh Folsom is due back in court on April 4th. She makes faces a maximum of 25 years in prison and up to $103,000 in fines if found guilty on all four charges. So, okay, so she faces really severe consequences here, but I love the gumption of just, you know, I need some time off. Let me get pregnant. That'll be, you know, I, I really like May. Like it's beautiful here in Georgia in May. I like some time off. Let's let's just schedule the babies for then. So, it, I mean, it makes sense to me. Uh, <laughs> like you know, the gumption. I think uh-huh. that's a good word. Uh, you know, mad respect for that. Uh, not recommended though. 
No, I, I, I no, not recommend no. it at all. And uh, you know, don't find yourself in this position. Well, and there's a there's quite frankly a difference, but because she's working for the state. Had she been working for a private employer, not likely that there she's going to be looking at criminal time. But because she works for the it's state, state resources, it's public resources yeah. uh, that makes yeah. a big difference. Uh, still, yeah, still don't employers, do it. People. <laughs> you work for a private employer, don't do this. Uh, yes, it's it it's wrong and it's bad, but it's freaking hilarious, and I love it. Uh huh. It's like the inventing Anna. Uh, Netflix show about how she fakes her persona to get all of this money. Well, this woman faked her pregnancies to get some time off. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, fake it till you make it, except you just got to make sure you make it in the end. And if you're <laughs> you doing, talking about babies, the baby. like there actually have to be babies. <laughs> yes, there actually have to be babies. Yes. Okay. So you're ready for mine? I am. This one is right up your alley because I know how much you like fart and poop jokes. Oh, yes. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So a uh, vice principal. Uh, so this comes from a tweet from Don Monahan, And his tweet says, the vice principal was asked to sub in for another teacher who did not turn up for a Zoom reading. He chose an age-appropriate book that kids enjoyed, and then he was fired. But oh, I just saw this right before we – I was saw this this morning. <laughs> was This was like today, right, or yesterday? Uh, Yeah. Yes, yeah, I just saw this. I hadn't actually read the okay. whole thing, so tell me more. Okay, so here's the termination letter. So to Toby Price in Pearl, Mississippi. Pursuant to the provisions of this code statute, you are hereby notified that your 2021-2022 contract is being terminated and you are dismissed due to the following your Educator Code of Ethics and Standard of Conduct. Standard one, professional conduct. Employee failed to demonstrate conduct that follows generally recognized professional standards and standard four educator student relationships employee failed to provide an environment that does not needlessly expose students to unnecessary embarrassment or disparagement okay fair so on tuesday march 2nd 2022 he read a book entitled i need a new butt i need a new butt i saw that this morning yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> to a group of students via Zoom. The story details a boy's journey to find a new butt after noticing his butt has a huge crack. During, <laughs> <laughs> During the reading of this book, you inappropriately used words like, quote unquote, fart, as the story detailed how the boy had developed a huge crack when a fart had, quote unquote, blew his butt apart and split it clean in two. You also shared inappropriate pictures that depicted the boy's naked butt. The boy or the book described butts in various colors, shapes, sizes, and types. Example: fireproof, bulletproof, bombproof. <laughs> What's a bombproof boot butt? I don't know. I the topics described in this book were inappropriate. When asked why you chose this book to share with the class, you stated that it was the only book you had nearby. When asked if you thought the book was appropriate, you said you thought it was a cute children's book. Okay? Your actions showed a lack of professionalism and impaired judgment. Based on these incidences, the district can no longer trust you to complete your job responsibilities. So Seems pretty extreme. 
you know, I mean, put aside, you know, I mean, it makes me wonder if he'd had other lapses or other issues before, but that seems right. pretty, pretty extreme to go to termination, uh, even if you think it's inappropriate, which I don't, but even if, you know, I could see the argument anyway, continue. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. So that is the termination letter. So, um, so D- Don gets a whole bunch of responses to this. Okay. So it's, you know, it's an elementary school that he had read it in. It was in the upper elementary. So a little upper grade. So imagine fourth, fifth, sixth. Um, but I don't think that's an inappropriate book. Right? No. I mean, come on. It's a kid's book. It, like It's a kid's book. It's going to get them laughing. Principal. Like, come on. Absolutely. And you know what? Everybody has a butt. And everybody farts. And... Everybody poops. So I don't understand the issue here. So I hope he gets a hearing. Apparently a parent Ted is the one who went to the superintendent who pushed this issue. But, you know, we're we're in an upper grade. My kids would still think this book was really funny. I still think this book is really funny. And what a great way to connect with the students when you're not normally their teacher. So yeah, like I come call on. Boo a Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, that come on. This reminds <laughs> me. It's like this is this is total non sequitur, but this totally reminds me when I lived in St. Louis. There was a uh, company that repaired foundations of houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, that mm-hmm. would advertise on the back of buses. I wonder if they're still there. Any of our St. Louis area listeners, tell me <laughs> if this still exists. Uh, but it, I forget the name of the company, but they had a, a mascot named Mr. Happy Crack <laughs> because it's about cracks and foundations. And yeah. and, and mm-hmm. it had a, a slogan on the side, uh, you know, coming out, you know, it was like the, the text bubble coming out of his mouth that said, a dry mm-hmm. crack is a happy crack. <laughs> And this this story reminds me of Mr. Happy Crack and how hilarious that was. Uh, and that's, you know, that's complete public consumption on the back of public buses. So uh, anyway, yeah, St. Louis listeners, well, tell me Mr. Happy Crack still exists. Well, and it is a universal truth that a dry crack is a happy crack. Right. So. I mean, and it's not just for foundations, which is why no. it was hilarious. Oh, yes. I love it. Love it. I would totally I love that story. That Thank you. I, I saw that this morning and I almost, I had stuff already though, and I almost went down that path and read the whole thing. and was going to, so came really close to another duplicate today. Okay. And speaking of duplicates, this is the, this is the story that we both uh, were prepared. prepared to talk about today. And we're going to use this today. Again, I'm, I'm in need of actual listener stories. Uh, so please send them in hwepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, but so long as we keep getting stories like this, I mean, we can still be very entertaining. So, uh, this is from a Twitter thread and many thanks to Wendy Daly for alerting us to this on Twitter. Uh, this is from Amanda Dybert. Uh, you did a little more research into Amanda and her background. It sounds like she's a comedian. She does comics. Uh, what else, what else um, do you have to say about it? She writes comics for DC, including Wonder Woman. So she has had a very successful career um, in doing this. But this story is beyond. It's so great. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking like 15 or 20 tweets and I'm smushing them all together here. I'm just going to read them as one narrative. It's International (laughs) Women's Day. So I'm going to tell my pay gap story. And it is so wild, wild, you may have a hard time believing it. 
<laughs> so I had this comedy writing job. It was fun and very down and dirty. The first... You're just going to be giggling the whole time, aren't you? The, the whole time. The first original content for a big streaming platform. I was, for quite some time, the only female on the writing staff. It changed, Shocker. Right, shocker. It changed later. Because it was run and gun, I also ended up running teleprompter. I was young and eager, so I learned how. All the guys then couldn't be bothered to do that, but I got paid nothing extra to do it, but oh well. I was a real-life pro comedy writer. So cool. Yep. After a year, a new guy got hired who had become one of my dearest friends still to this day. We went out for tiki drinks, and the guy started complaining about low pay. I was like, phew, for real. Then one of them said what they were getting paid. All of them, including the new guy with a year less experience at that job, were getting $300 more per week than I was. I was shocked. Okay. Yes. So do the math for a second. 300 times 52, or I mean, probably 26. So even if it was at 26, that's still a lot of money difference. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It compounds up to a lot. And and I, you know, she she says per week and do it times 52. I mean, I, I think that's legit. Yeah, but they don't film for 52 weeks. Okay, I fine. I think they only run so, on... But, I, I, so, but anyway, we don't know if it's months. a full-time or a full-year job, but whatever. Okay. So I was shocked. I wrote just as many scripts, supervised edits and posts, went on field shoots for sketches, and ran teleprompter. A whole ass additional job. I did what any working gal in an 80s film would do. I took my complaint to our, I shit you not, 24-year-old showrunner. Now this is the part where I can be okay not knowing the show, but once we get into the description of the showrunner... I want to know who this dude is. Like, right. So I mean, it bad. sounds like this was a long time ago, too. So um, uh-huh. anyway, uh, this guy was a trip. He had a giant <laughs> self-portrait he'd painted of himself flexing shirtless in his office. So you'd be sitting there with that over your head. And this is where the story gets batshit. So I go in and sit under that painting and lay out my case. I have seniority over some of the other writers. I also do extra jobs. My scripts are as good and I don't get extra notes or do less valuable work. So I would like to make what the guys make on the writing staff. My boss totally looks at- reasonable. Totally reasonable. Totally, totally, totally. Not totally. asking but for more. Just yeah. My boss And asking look- to follow the law. Like this is what the law would state, even if this was 15, 20 right. years ago. We don't know that she said that, but that is true. Mm-hmm. Right. So my boss then looks at me and says, I don't have the budget to give you a raise, but I know that one day you and Kat want to have kids. She was my girlfriend at the time. And I would be honored if you would use my sperm. (laughs) Is this guy's sperm worth $300 more a week? I don't know. I mean, it's an open question, for real. <laughs> I think what I I haven't been to a sperm bank or done the research. I mean, since I was in college and my friends were donating, um, so but I think you still only got like six hundred bucks. So you know the economics here don't match. In any event, <laughs> Amanda says I did not know how to react. I was speechless. <laughs> 
And then because I was uncomfortable and did not know what to do, I started laughing. We were As would I, Amanda. <laughs> As, As would any would of us. I. Like I'd be looking for the hidden camera. <laughs> we we were a comedy show. I I thought maybe he was attempting a terrible joke. Instead, he looked at me with hurt in his eyes and said, "I'm serious. <laughs> Don't use." And then he names one of the other male coworkers. <laughs> Like, don't use Bob for this job. Stick use with me. me. <laughs> now, there was no world where I was planning to make babies with any coworker. And this was years before Kat and I actually had a child. I was still in my 20s and we weren't married yet. But I realized he was dead serious. I had asked for equal pay and my boss offered me his sperm. Sperm to fix the pay cap. He offered a lesbian <laughs> sperm instead of equal pay. This is a real thing that happened in my first TV writing job, and I still can't believe it. I wish I could say I quit. I didn't. Worse things went on to happen there. Shocker. Uh, uh-huh. Far worse. But anyway, that's my pay gap story. That, I, to Amanda, if I could ever meet you in person, I would give you a standing ovation for this story that you are willing to share it. And thank you so much for the service that you have provided. And oh my gosh. I bet there are millions of stories similar to this coming out of that environment. And I so still want to know who the dude is going, woo, shirtless, you know, flexing his muscles in his picture. For real. Uh, like I want, I still kind of want to know more, but I doubt we're going to get it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. That was our lighthearted episode. <laughs> uh, I'm going to note that since we've been in here, my, one of my now 13 year olds, uh, uh-huh. Ellie, all caps, just texted me. Are you talking about how amazing I am on the podcast? You should be. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Well, congratulations, so, Ellie, on your bat mitzvah, which is going to hold back uh, an episode for a couple of weeks. But yes. Uh, so you are amazing. And that is that is a good transition, <laughs> uh, Kate, into saying we're going to go on a short hiatus here. So. Uh, we may uh, skip an episode and come back in about a, a month, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Kate and I also have another project we're working on. Uh, <laughs> still more, say stop secret for a bit. Still top secret, but that may also push our production back slightly uh, as we work on mm-hmm. mystery secret project. <laughs> uh, and so something to look forward to. Uh, I hope mm-hmm. it comes to fruition. Uh Mm-hmm. But we'll be back, I think, so today's March 12th. We'll probably be back, uh, well, this will come out Early on April. the 14th. Um, we'll be back mid-April, I think, is probably okay. the, the best estimate here. Uh, so if you, we miss an episode, don't don't yell at us. Uh, we know what we're doing. Uh, we have real lives, you know, that we have to deal with and all that. So, uh, yes. And plus, that gives you now a whole month to take the time to write down your crazy story and send it to me. Uh, at yes, hwepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Kate, you know, pretty much anybody who's still listening to us has probably listened to this before uh, and knows who uh-huh. we are and how to contact us. But for the one person maybe who doesn't, <laughs> how can how can folks find you? So you can find me at K, the number eight, B-I-S-C-H dot com. That's my Twitter handle. That's my Instagram handle. I think that's where you can find me on Facebook too. So that's where you can find me. That's where I'm everywhere. How about you, Salad Pants? Well, you can find me on Twitter (laughs) at Salad Pants. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and you can find you can find Mark's Wordle score from every single day. No, on no, no. Twitter I stopped doing it every day. I stopped doing it every day. <laughs> uh, it's only on days that I think are notable. So every few okay. days. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's. I mean, with nothing like good in the world to tweet about right now, that's about the most <laughs> neutral, positive thing I can do. So thanks. Okay. Um, You're welcome. Uh, you can also find me uh, at the Bullard Law website, BullardLaw.com, uh, and all my contact information is on there. Um, and yes, we are both uh, working attorneys and are looking for clients. Uh, and yes, please. Like you should all, you should call us, and you know if you have mm-hmm. Oregon or Minnesota kinds of issues, uh, or training, or trainings, or things from outside. Like we both do that. So uh, yeah. yeah, just you know. We don't do much shameless pitching on here, but I, you know, we're we're at the end of Every a shorter episode, and it's good to do that once in a while to remind people that we actually do this for a living. So, <laughs> yes, Kate, this was fun. I I actually yes. feel really good about doing a nice, lighthearted episode. I'm not feeling too down afterwards. <laughs> yes, and uh, we'll you regroup uh, in a month or so. Soon. Yep. And, don't uh, show your nipples, people. Well, I mean, show your nipples to the right people. Don't do it. At, <laughs> don't do it at work. Okay. I mean, fair. unless you're don't a stripper. Do it at work. Unless you're a stripper, don't do it at work. <laughs> and that's your work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Have a lovely week, folks. All right. See y'all soon. <laughs> <laughs>